everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I'm your host, Aliza Kelly, and I am here today with a dear friend of mine. You might be over this. I'm never going to be over this. We went to the same fucking college in rural Minnesota. It is the most random thing in the entire world. This is Demetrius Bagley. Demetrius is an Aquarius sun, a Cancer moon, a Gemini rising, a producer hyphen slash astrologer. But for those of you guys who don't know Demetrius personally, let me tell you that the entire astrology sort of community, extended community, is basically it's Demetrius is at the base of this. So if you if there's any ever a time that you're hearing about an astrology event or an astrology gathering or like how to, you know, people coming together, Demetrius is 100 percent low key at the center of this because you are kind of, to me, the glue that holds all of modern day astrology and astrologers together. And I'm so delighted to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to introduce our listeners to you. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you for all of that. Yeah, it's very funny to um, find another astrologer, right? This thing that doesn't always get the most love uh, from higher ed um, types, although that's shifting. I see a few uh, folks on Twitter just saw before we got on um, a very not decorated academic who's really looking at the history of astrology and translations. I'm not sure how to pronounce their name. I want to say Ali o- Olume, Olumi, something like that. Oh, um, and I'm sure the Twitter handle. I'm not sure if I'm the glue, but I certainly do consider myself part of uh, the hub and the spokes. I think a lot of Gemini rising folks can identify with that in some way with their family or community or a a friends group or what have you is uh, right very mercurial being in the the center of things and getting things moving and grooving uh, certainly our virgo sons uh maybe virgo rises can relate but probably with the clipboard in hand <laughs> i always think of gemini energy as very concierge info booth Ooh, i love that they know a lot of pieces and they're very excited i think the energy uh, particularly from the sun and the, the rising to share that and play that back um, that's, that's my personal experience with it, right? With the placement, but also quiz or not quizzing, but polling folks with that. I, I think there's just a nice, uh, a nice affinity. It's also the first air sign. So I, I continue to think about if there's excitement for the first four signs in each of their elements to really, uh, yeah, I want to say represent, uh, and really just bask in what that is. I, I think Gemini certainly does that for information books. Chit-chat. I actually I love that. I use that all the time in the way that I think about and interpret, metabolize the different zodiac signs. I always think about the order that they occupy in their element and the first signs being the first time that we're encountering that element. So there's just this sort of like enthusiasm of like, oh, my God, I love to talk like I love people. I love connections like that is Gemini realizing that socialization is possible, you know, for the first time. By the time we get to Aquarius, which is your sun sign, we're like, we know how to talk. (laughs) It's time to start talking better, you know. And Libra, of course, between those is sort of like, how can we like balance these conversations? Gemini is just like, whatever. I'm just happy to be here, happy to be chattering. Um, And I, I, that's the case with all of the first elements. It's like, you know, it's that innocent appreciation for what the element has to offer. Shaking my head vigorously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about uh, and moving moving on from that and just in recent uh, months from the last the last four signs, right? Thag, uh, Cap, uh, Aquarius, and Pisces uh, without parsing that out, right? Because I live with uh, a good few of those placements or three or four of those signs. So that I've been chewing on now. I'm like, hey, what about these first three what do I know about them firsthand and certainly what I've, I've been taught about them. Um, particularly, I want to underscore from people, love books, right? I'm an astrologer. I think that's maybe the only thing all astrologers have in common is my observation is nearly all of us really, really like or just flat out love uh, not only astrology books, but books. Maybe I have I have made and will say here, the only other thread, common thread I've seen 
uh, and this is from astrologers across the globe, not just the U.S., um, is red wine. Uh, a number of us don't drink. A number of us don't like wine or red wine. But if you're going to an astrologer's uh, house party or party at a conference or something, red wine, uh, as far as uh, alcohol or libations, red get a, a decent, not super expensive, but not super cheap, <laughs> red wine, and wear salt, salted snacks over sweet snacks is what I've seen by far as a group. Oh my God, Demetrius, this is why I'm just, I'm fucking obsessed with you. I think that you're the coolest. I love your observations so much because I've also had the pleasure prior to COVID of seeing you out and about in the world. And like, you are so supportive. You show up for events, which is like, I mean, maybe things will be different when now that we appreciate events more. But I know personally, it's like, it's so comforting to know that if I'm promoting something, if I'm trying to get people out for a book launch, um, that I know that you're going to also be blasting that out showing up. It really makes such a difference. And I'm also now thinking of you at my Mixology of Astrology book launch. And and now that I know that you are taking everything in and being like, ah, salty snacks over sweet, red wine over this. I, I just I love the idea of you kind of coming into a space being like, hmm, observations, observations. It's uh, it's perfect because a lot of astrology is actually quite anecdotal as well. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about it is that it's it lives between the technical sort of textbook examples. And then also, especially as a consulting astrologer or just a curious person who loves patterns, sort of, you know, accumulating that and building that into your practice. Yeah, um, can hugely underscore all of that. I think there's a way, right, that some people want to push astrology to be a science, I'm not sure that it's not a science, to be honest. I go back and forth on this, but there's so much actual math and obviously, you know, stargazing and recording in this very particular, uh, I don't know if it's elaborate, but very curious diagram that we get, the natal chart. And I think it's curious, like, how did we get to this and how does it play back these themes of personality, of what's events, of what's happening in our life and so on? Uh, I think it was divined uh, is the long and the short of that. But that math is there with that art, right, of interpretation. Certainly there's a lot of uh, jargon or just language. I like to call it astrologies, right? There's a way we can talk shop. And, you know, in all professions, can I? I was reminded by some friends a few years ago. But there's something about astrology that I have found in uh, many different communities and groups and meetups that we really uh, are geeky, which some other fields are, but there's such a, um, I think because it can be such a solo art, you know, maybe, maybe that association with Aquarius, maybe not, but there's something about it that so many of us uh, are solo part of the time, writing horoscopes, writing books, and otherwise preparing consultations until we get uh, one-on-one, If even if there is a one-on-one, right? We have a good number of people now doing electional, uh, casting a chart for an event, when to start a business or to close a business, when to have the wedding and many other uh, things, like when to buy the house, when not to, or to uh, put on an annex and so on. But these are consultations, but not in the way, right, that we're dialoguing here uh, in a real virtual space. <laughs> I want to go back and say uh, one thing that's uh, certainly using my chart, or I hope it is a good bit of my chart, uh, right, with the two air uh, major placements, is that's always been there for me before I started studying astrology. And and it is part of uh, how I was brought up is help other people um, look at your community and be a participant. I mean, some of that is arguably, you know, just programming for an Aquarius, but I'm learning this from a Virgo, who uh, my mother, who learned it from her Virgo dad, who was very active uh, in various communities until his passing uh, a long time ago. And I think there's something that's really fascinating right now, different conversation, and maybe for a live event for this podcast, uh, when we get there in so many, um, I'll be generous here, in so many weeks, wink, wink. <laughs> We have to participate in our communities, in our democracy, in our uh, families, in our own lives. Uh, And I think there's a a way, uh, certainly with all these planets in Aquarius now, and uh, a lot of them in Capricorn before, that has just been cranked up 
and I think some very hard, right, uh, ways, but also some very special, I'll go back to this word, curious ways looking forward. Of course, we're now in a new era, this new age, hashtag new age of air uh, for these next big air quotes here, 200 years. But I do think we are at this pivot point where we are going to need to connect and relate better than we ever have before if uh, we want to succeed as a uh, tongue-in-cheek word here, race, and I mean the human race there. I don't think some do, and I think that's part of the, or they don't think they do or feel that they do. Um, So I'm very curious to see how 2021 and certainly the 2020s progress. But one thing that I I sat with a lot in 2020 is, uh, and this is from outside the astrology uh, world, we're all in relationship to each other, all humans, if not just all living beings on the planet. So that doesn't mean, you know, I like this one, or they like me, or they love me, or necessarily they even hate or detest, or whatever it is. That's still a relationship, right? Sorry, sorry if I'm putting too much labor on this, but we have to figure out what that looks like. Uh, and some of that thinking comes from a pondering even around this USA Pluto return. Um, and are we going to keep this union, this so-called Aquarian experiment? Uh, or I've been thinking of it uh, in pl- very plain terms. Are we going to divorce or are we going to stay married, right? Are we going to stay together as this union? Whole, whole different tangents there won't go all the way down that. But as a Black person, as a queer person, and certainly as an astrologer, I'm thinking a lot, of, and even an Aquarian, what does that look like if we were to say no more and, and who's we and who's not in that? And lots of questions there, right? But we need to think about, uh, is, is my push, how we're relating, uh, certainly on a, on a larger collective scale, uh, and certainly in an individual. But you know that could all just be biased by my own Aquarian sun, and then all these planets, right, uh, in Aquarius now, uh, or having been and pushing that. In you know, my Aquarius North Node is all alone in Aquarius. It's the only placement I have in Aquarius, and it is so happy right now. My feel my North Node in ways that I, because my sun is conjunct my south node at 25 degrees. I was born on the eclipse. So my sun sits in its south node. It knows it. And all of this Aquarius energy, and we haven't even gotten to, you know, I'm not even in orb yet with some of these things, but I'm so inspired by this idea of sharing and recognizing like the systems have been set up in such a way that encourage individualism, that encourage greed, that encourage sort of like what's mine is mine. And to actively and consciously say, does it have to be like this? Do we have to use social media as a way to just grow an individual experience? Can we use social media to amplify other voices to share our platforms can everyone win and i think that the answer to me is a very definitive yes you know it every if we think of success as a shared experience as opposed to an individual experience then just by proxy a lot of the institutions that are set up to just enhance the individual the one person the outlier are going to collapse Because if we're like, actually, we're redistributing this wealth, actually, we're redistributing followers, actually, we're redistributing what uh, these resources we've collected are, then we're really going to get to see what organizations, what institutions were never actually about the greater good and the collective in the first place, you know? So I just, I'm really inspired by sort of pushing back to say like, okay, well, what if we share everything? (laughs) And like to see sort of what emerges in the face of that. And, you know, I have to say that it's been really interesting sort of stepping back and watching a lot of the discourse that's happening in the astrology community right now as a microcosm for the world. Of course, of course, it's a microcosm. It has to be. And which institutions are allowing themselves to consider their role a little more critically to expand, to be more flexible, and then which are white-knuckling 
the systems that they had set in place and seeing sort of how it isn't actually structured in a way that is going to be able to evolve. And we know, you know, that things that do not evolve do not have lasting staying power, especially in an age of air. Mm, Many thoughts there, many thoughts. I want to go connect back to something you said earlier in this uh, glue that that I'm part of and sitting in the center of all this for uh, right about a Saturn dimness, about 14 or so years now. Uh, I call it the Astro Orgs community. Uh, and it's really communities plural because there are multiple orgs and groups within groups or communities within communities. So there is no one black you know, experience or community or uh, alum, alum experience. But I think there are some threads that I definitely make effort to observe in uh, different uh, groups that I participate in and uh, or that I'm part of by identity and even some that I don't. I think all of what you just said, I keep going back to this and and sort of grateful, sort of, for the lockdown, uh, the stay at home to be with this. People don't really like change, capital C or lowercase c. And you've got a group of people and then you have a, a an institution, let's say, this entity, uh, my language, that's been around for five years, 12 years, 40 years, 100 years, 250 or longer. 248. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Uh, and, and this is going to come back up. Or it's already up, right? USA Pluto return. It's been different, different conversations, but it's just on a little bit on the other side of that, keeping to the astrology, Pluto going into, a, uh, going into Aquarius, coming back and going, really sitting in Aquarius for a long time. Again, a whole conversation or a few conversations uh, to, to be fair unto itself. But change is what is is what I've heard uh, and I'm sitting with where I've wanted to change, right? This card-carrying Aquarius. But then where I have not wanted to and haven't in my life, even uh, having been here uh, on the planet Earth for a few decades now. So I'm pushing myself coming out of 2019, which was very hellish for me, just really terrible. And then coming to 2020 and being like, okay, it's got to be up from here for me. But collectively looking at it, the astrology and being like, uh, I don't know about this. And in some ways, it wasn't worse than what I expected, I'm happy to say. But it was way, 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 and you can add 10 more ways there, harder because of the way things shut down and we couldn't just meet up for a drink outside, quote unquote, outside or inside. It was illegal for some weeks last year for us to, you know, catch a drink in a bar if the bar was open or even be in a park. Parks were closed here in New York City and so on. Uh, people are familiar with that. All of that, I write a rethink or a remix, right? Very Aquarius. Let's remix how we're looking at this. Let's reframe. Um, and sorry for the Mercury retrograde fans out there, but I do need remix there to uh, be in both of those buckets. It's not that I don't want change. Oh my gosh, I do, I do, I do, I do. And I have since very, very young. But being of a certain age and having uh, sat on the board of one of these astro astrology organizations, uh, uh, membership nonprofit, having sat adjacent to a second organization up here to that, group and still being a staff for that same astral organization. I try to feel more compassion for uh, a lot of the work as a volunteer. It certainly was for the first two roles I had there. Now I'm a uh, barely, you know, not barely, but I'm a, a very, very part-time paid staff person. Uh, and I'm happy with my work. And I'm happy with uh, the little bit of money I have there. I am, to be honest, frustrated um, that we're not more savvy or nimble or um, there's something you just said. There's a way we're not responding to the moment or moments that were missed. But then just what you said, it's a microcosm of the world. I think a lot of us were so uh, attached to and or invested in or just um, uh, diluted by, right? The, the, the paradigm we just exited, uh, which I would sit right as uh, for looking at the grand mutation in the last, again, big air quotes here, 200 years, it was Earth. 
And I, there are many pluses. There are many pluses. We can feed the world now. Uh, Western, uh, or let me not say Western medicine, but public health is in a way better space than it was 100 years ago. Uh, keeping in mind, we've upped the population by many billions of people. Right. But even like antibiotics and, you know, being understanding how to, you know, increase at large a human lifespan and like these things are are really meaningful contributions of the last 200 years of earth and they're important for our collective prosperity if i can say that that might be stretching that word a little bit there i think we got caught up as a child of the 80s i can tell you we got caught up in the greed of that and took that over the line of uh being humane with each other and the earth and so on. So I, I think we've, you know, and still some are way over the edge as we can see in DC right now. So I'm hoping that we will come off of the uh, guardrail or just even the, the wilding out and come back onto a road that is more um, about sharing and compassion and about uh, success that isn't everybody being a, a, a literal billionaire. Most people don't want that, right? We have studies just in the last few years that people want for their household somewhere uh, using U.S. dollar, almost six figures, but they also need freedom and time and space and other things in place in their communities, school systems, hospitals, roads, et cetera, et cetera, so they can have a, a particular, ideally, quality of life. I won't go on a political rant about <laughs> life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and all the talent in this uh, city, New York City, much less in the USA, and how that could be, as you said, uh, redistributed, which may sound drastic to some people, but there's so many ways to, to cut that pie, if I can call it a pie, even though it's sort of a contradiction. But is the goal actually to feed everybody here? Is it to take care of? And I think what we've seen for at least a few of us, really too many of us, no, that's not the goal, which makes me really sad. It makes me want to cry, not in a good way. And yet, okay, this is the reality. How do we as people with right college degrees, as astrologers and podcasts uh, and this amazing uh, tool set, toolkit, toolbox, whatever of astrology, how do we help people find fulfillment and satisfaction? Uh, often I find a lot of just where they're at, but they've been told you know, oh, you've got so much, uh, not necessarily the astrology proper, but they've been told things that represent these placements. So I think water signs, if we were to interview many of them and do the research, they've been sort of beat up about being emotional or sensitive or, uh, and not just sensitive, uh, I think of it emotionally, but also sort of psychically, right? Picking up vibes in the room, but that's part of their, you know, if I could say astro superpowers, let's honor that and let's protect that Let's go with that. I think the beauty of astrology is it's all relative. Uh, nature, capital N, is diverse. That's not that we're not all human and you know we both share fixed sign placements here and whatever else are between our charts uh, and placements. Well, I, I want to jump in this moment because I think that you brought up something that I, I, is really fascinating to me and I think about quite often. You know, the birth chart and the experience of becoming your birth chart, even though you have always been your birth chart, but really embodying it is to be so individual. You know, it's to be extremely individual. It's to be the most authentic individual person you can be, which seems like it would be then, you know, counter to this concept of collectivity. But I actually think it's one of the same, because if we each individual can feel so empowered to be ourselves and we hold ourselves accountable to our individuality, to our talents, to our fears, to our limitations, to our strengths and sort of, you know, instead of qualify things as good and bad, just say like we are 360 degree people, we are complicated people, we are always going to be accountable to ourselves even when we don't do our best, you know, and that's okay because we're human, we're flawed and that makes us special. Um, if everyone could be that much of an individual, then we're talking about a collective experience because each person within the collective is responsible, accountable, and is practicing veracity, is practicing the art of being honest. 
And, you know, what we would find, I think, if everyone was really empowered to be truly honest, is that some people want to be, you know, very entrepreneurs where they want the spotlight and some people want to support that and some people want nothing to do with any of it at all and they just want to be, you know, observers. And everyone, if being honest with themselves, not everyone's going to want the same thing, you know? Everyone, if they're honest with themselves, is going to be able to do what they want in society, play their role as they see fit, as what lights them up. And things will just work just, you know, maybe this is too utopian, but I could imagine where everyone is just sort of seamlessly doing the things that they love, supporting the communities in the way that is honest to them. So in a way, it's almost like, yes, you do have to emphasize the individual in order to find how you can support the greater community. And I think that that's kind of the the beautiful flow between sort of the micro and macro and the individual experience with astrology and the mundane collective experience with these big epics that we are moving through. Love all of that. I don't have anything. uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's our episode. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Some ways. Yeah. I guess what I would say is, uh, or what I got when you were saying that, that was really beautiful, uh, crying in a good way now, in a happy way. (laughs) this really sounds like not just the upside i heard some of the downside of what you said believe it or not i think that the difficulty of this time we're in let's call it this decade of 2020s is we're turning a corner that doesn't mean it's all going to be unicorn and rainbows but that doesn't mean it's necessarily all bad i think it may have uh, or does for some still it's we're amidst a major change a shift of a paradigm. We'll see what that looks like in uh, a moment or or three. I wish I knew more about the etymology and even uh, where utopia comes from in literature and history. Um, But one thing I heard there is, well, I heard us also sort of moving out of the Piscean age, right, the last 2,000 years, and where there's been all this hierarchy and there's been a lot of illusion and game playing, propaganda, uh, not that Aquarius doesn't, uh, doesn't know anything about propaganda. Here's what I want to see in my lifetime as an Aquarian. Uh, I don't think we're in the Aquarian age or anyone alive now or almost anyone will we'll see it. I think it's a good 200, uh, at least 140 years out. But I think we're moving out of the age now. I do think we're uh, at the age of Pisces. And we're coming back to sharing and cooperation um, and the vastness not just of of wealth and resources, but of, um, how do I say, creation of the the cosmos, the universe. And I mean that in a more ethereal, mystical way than the sort of scientific, tangible and the photos. But I don't think that's the status quo to go back to these 200 years and really maybe a millennia or or, excuse me, the last two ages, uh, age of Pisces, maybe age of Aries. I think there's a way uh, dominance has been revered. I think it has been sort of a, I think the 1%, 99% is a new phrasing or languaging of where we're at. But that idea is not new, right? Royalty is not a new idea whatsoever. I do, uh, uh, even thinking of some of the biblical and some of the historical, you know, which may or may not be accurate the ways, the ways I know it, but there is something about the benevolent queen. There is something about the malevolent king uh, and right in you know, purposely said it that way. Uh, certainly there are the, the other versions gender wise uh, but that way of how do you rule how do you lead uh, I'm forgetting in the Bible if it's um, if it's Solomon or David and then the, the splitting of the, the child but that sort of leadership and maturity seems uh, for somewhat obvious reasons absent right now but let's pull back from the prior president uh, of the US and also just think about why do we have all of this stuff now after the last uh, resources in so many ways? Let's get everyone, everybody on the planet, fed, clothed, housed. Then we can think about if we need to, which I'm not sure we do with where uh, robots are at, uh, or robots slash technology. I think there's something really profound if we were to just be 
20% more, I mean, certainly 100%, but 20% more into not just our chart, because everybody is not like to get their chart read or have their birth time or whatever, but just to be more of themselves. I do believe most of us would be happier than not. There was something beautiful or hanging, as it were, beautiful to me about what you said about uh, the age of Pisces, which has its pluses, but certainly has its minuses, and us moving towards this. Uh, maybe utopia, maybe egalitarianism, but definitely the age of Aquarius where we will, you know, big K here, know better. And I think uh, that is using the resources, that is checking in with everybody. Uh, I want to say this, uh, threading back through a good lot of this conversation, part of the change we're under, I think, of the 21st century and this new millennia and this hashtag new age of air is we're leaving the simple and the binary and the status quo and, and a few paradigms, or a lot of paradigms, or we could, behind. And so things are going to be more complex. We're going to use people's pronouns that they want to hear, right? We won't be able to go to one or the other and just presume what we think we are seeing. We won't be able to just say uh, it's all about uh, uh, the Benjamins for you know all seven plus billions of us who. Some of don't know what Benjamins are, have the internet, even in New York City, uh, goddess forbid. Uh, and the list goes on, on there. What I'm excited about also with what you said is I'm so for sure biased, more convinced than ever after 20 plus years of study. Astrology is a key toolkit for humans to be better than they have been. That doesn't mean we'll choose that, by the way, because I'm under the impression the prior president did consult with astrologers at least early into his term in administration. And for sure, uh, in one of the books, I think The Art of the Deal, uh, said as much uh, 20 or 30 years ago, whenever that book came out, I think back in the 90s. Astrology can be used uh, or misused, as it were, and certainly abused, like anything. And, and unfortunately, folks are all too talented at weaponizing things. But if it's a weapon, it can be a fight for the future that is utopian or at least moving that way. And so I'm really excited about the protests we saw in 2020, most of them. Um, and otherwise how people are saying, oh wait, we don't have to do it this way anymore. No, we don't. And let's talk about and think about and then take action on what we want to do right here in 2021 and certainly going forward. And I think astrology, right, because we can do it for uh, the USA, as we're talking about in this conversation, we can do it for certainly New York City and we can do it for Planned Parenthood and we can do it for, I'm not going to call it organization's letter, but the one that got booted out of New York State and is going over to Texas. There can be a lot there. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, for our younger listeners, I have observed, you know, this incredible rise of Hellenistic astrology, traditional astrology. To me, it's like makes a lot of sense that in a time when we really did not have a lot of guidance, uh, that we would look to these very ancient techniques that have are very entrenched in rules. I generally do not like rules at all, you know? So I have sort of, it's fun and interesting to kind of observe us talk about progressive major transformation and then also these very sort of, this ancient antiquated language surrounding astrology of sex and diurnal charts and, you know, all of this very technical stuff. And there's a really interesting duality and tension there where the astrology in a way is almost more traditional than it's ever been at least as i'm seeing on sort of like a twitter on the twitter space but then the the uh the demands and the language and what we're looking for at large is most progressive than i've ever seen you know is more sort of drawing attention to lack of diversity drawing attention to you know who's sitting on these boards what are these organizations doing how are we advancing. And the astrology is 2000 years old, you know, and I find that to be such an interesting that it's just this this bifurcation that's fascinating to me. Um, and then it sort of 
holds reflects the mirror back at myself who, you know, I stopped practicing horary astrology because I just didn't like all the fucking rules. You know, I didn't like having to feel so structured and limited in an interpretation. And what is the antithesis to that? You know, I feel very, I guess my Pisces moon here is really fluid in wanting to, you know, I want to go where we need to go. And for younger listeners, I guess the big circle back here point is explore all of it, you know, explore Vedic astrology, explore sidereal charts, explore whole sign, explore equal, explore Placidus, explore all of it, embrace things, discover, have conversations. There's no need, especially because we are having these conversations about why things are the way they are, that we also can't deconstruct astrology as we are doing so. Why is anything the way it fucking is? You know, why is the sun have any of the attributes it has? Their choices. It's all man made. You know, it's all constructions of what we see society to be at any given point. So if we're changing the rules in this way, we ought to change. We ought to at least explore what it means to change them in all ways. You know, what about astrology? What if we flipped the Zodiac and started it at Pisces and went backwards? Who the fuck cares? Why not? Let's have fun with it and keep things interesting because that's what we need. That's what we're holding everyone accountable for now. So we also need to make sure that we aren't becoming sort of, and I guess this is kind of the Aquarius fixed energy, right? Where it's so progressive, but at the same time, it's like, "Mm, nope, I don't know. I'm not this. I'm fixed on this. This is, I'm not budging. And that is the, it's just, it's a fascinating push and pull to me. I love that. How you said that. I got a, I'm not sure if I explained the visual. There's two things. Uh, I want to talk about 1112 uh, Aquarius Pisces, is the, the last thing you said. But I want to rewind a little bit and say uh, I'm a contemporary astrologer. Um, that's how I was taught. I am. I love perfection, perfections, uh, which is a traditional astrology tool. Love them. In fact, I have a bunch of ta- browser tabs open here that I hope to look at some today and dive deeper into this technique uh, without parsing out what that's about. Here's what I love about, I love the push of traditional astrology and this reclaiming of part of part of our history as astrologers. And there's a lot of history, folks. There's a lot of history, thousands and thousands of years um, and other things that I'm still learning. So I won't try to uh, trip over them here. What's really funny, though, is I think it was at 2000 years ago. Yes, last going on there. If we come a little bit forward into what's modern, the south of what's modern day Spain, as I'm starting to learn, there's a, uh, and and forgive me if I get this wrong, folks. What's the south of Spain is there's uh, Jewish and there's Muslim there. And there's a lot going on uh, and it's Muslim uh, dominant, if I've got it right. And that's how some of that architecture that's still there, uh, 1200 years later, this is the 700 800 AD, those those two centuries. And they really are, they are translating an astrological text. I'm not sure from what language into what language, but what's important is there is they breathe a lot of life into it, which I think is what you just said in a way. They really um, unpack what's there and let it breathe in a, in a sort of Jupiterian or even Neptunian way, as opposed to a sort of um, a Pluto uh, or even Saturnian way, a very uh, contracted and con. Yeah. And so this uh, uh, academic I mentioned earlier that's on Twitter, Ali, uh, I think there's a middle initial of A, if I'm not mistaken, Olomi. I'll, I'll tweet them later to get the, the, the verification on the pronunciation. But uh, today's tweet even, um, well, A, there's a lot of queer stuff happening and embrace in translating and looking at that. But all of that has been uh, paved over and hidden and um, almost purposely uh, misinterpreted and relayed to us here uh, in the 1900s into the 2000s. And so now part of what you're getting at a lot of different angles for astrology and certainly other things is, wait a minute, let's go back and look at these texts. What's really going on here? Diving back the biases and the agendas and just what is this say here? What am I getting? And so I was really fascinated. Uh, these are super long uh, from all the uh, Twitter threads in a number of cases. 
today was a reclaiming. I have to read the whole thing just quickly. I evolved it about Venus and Pisces. Uh, to me, of everything I've read, and certainly uh, I'm back in the 90s now from books and articles, Pisces, oh my gosh, gets so, uh, and even before I started formal studying, gets so beat up. I know it's, uh, and would agree, talking about a lot of, a lot of Pisces, suns and Pisces um, moons, that it's a tricky sign. But that doesn't mean we need to beat up on any sign. It's certainly not the Pisces of all 12 signs. Like, what are we doing to ourselves collectively with that? Which is a question I'd like to answer uh, in a presentation of that, a book someday. So those are a couple of thoughts there as we need to, uh, um, uh, the traditional, to get this point out, we're looking at our history as our histories as astrologers. And I think that's making us stronger as a field and a group of people to say just what you said. Yes, we have that. That's part of where we've been. Where are we going? Where are we at? It doesn't mean we just need to keep passing on some sort of status quo. And and sorry, folks, I'm going to call it out here, malefic and benefic. Oh, but those were their terms. Yes, not. I'm not in any sort of denial about that. Those have connotations that get lost in today's ears. They just do. And this sort of, but we've got to keep them, makes me write this Aquarius sort of dynamic. It makes me suspicious. If you keep those, which might be the way to go for, probably not for me, but for others, what else are you holding on to? But then if we let it go. Wait, like mic drop. Like that to me is like, you know, that is a fucking statement, you know? If we are holding the malefic and the benefic, what else are we holding on to? Because it does come with a constellation of other attributes and other ideologies and other sort of ethics. And I think that, I mean, that like to me, I'm that's like my fucking next tattoo. You know, like that is a real statement of consideration. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just got so excited. <laughs> no apology necessary, though, though. We need to be excited and think about these things. I w- I'm keeping perfections, whatever happens. Love the tool. Wish I had it earlier. But, you know, those studies were just being started in the early, uh, uh, so to speak, or restarted in the early 90s uh, when I started uh, with astrology. I think we can keep some, a, a lot of the tools. I, they work. They work quite well. I think we can massage the language a little bit. Again, double air sign, a lot of concerns about word usage, not just for status quo and paradigm and, and, and uh, colonialism and, and all these things. It's just, I want to breathe in, I want to breathe fresh air, hello, right, as a human, and fresh also meaning uh, forward moving in a healthy way. Yes, and something that I have, I encounter with a lot of, a lot of astrology enthusiasts is this transit tripping, I have this placement, it's in its fall, it's in its detriment, I, like, I have this 12th house thing going on. I have this eighth house thing, you know, and, you know, when does astrology become more harmful than helpful? That's the edge I'm interested in, you know, because if it's doing more harm, what are we using it for? Astrology, it's not here, at least here in 2021, to further induce our own individual and collective anxiety. That does not work. It doesn't fit. It doesn't function. You know, I my 2021 mantra, so to speak, is do no harm. I want to reduce harm actively and as much as possible. And that includes the way that I interpret charts. I want to say two things. There are are many. This is this conversation could blow out in many ways uh, and won't all in this episode. Two things are what's really fascinating to me about being an Aquarius and knowing a lot of Aquarians, uh, sons uh, across my lifespan and counting is for as much as we talk about and push and even um, an agents of change, I think sometimes we might be the most reluctant sign to identify, but then take the steps to change. Because I think there's something about the progress on going to Pisces and right and moving on to the next sign. It opens up and just becomes really vast and, and kind of for myself, at least sometimes, very scary, right? You leaving behind not just sort of a binary and a, a, a lot of known, it, and it's certain some of it's just right here, the unknown, but it's also, I think, the vastness of it all. Like, 
why are we here? Why is the human body this amazing machine in many, many, many ways? The brain, the heart, you know, uh, taking uh, parts of it there and, and so on. It's a lot to take in on top of got to go make the donuts for those who know that commercial. I think it's important that we as humans and certainly as astrologers, for those who are astrologers, think about where is this headed in the short term, the, the a little bit up the road, a few years up the road, and the long term. Um, and I do have Capricorn placements if you've heard that underlying, because I think that makes us. Uh, I'm thinking of driving metaphor in my uh, on the steering wheel. We might want to stop off and you know what? Let me go ahead and pick up the cinnamon rolls, or let me stop over here and get you know the new tarot deck, or or what have you. The choices are richer and and better. I'm excited about where humans are in 2021. I'm excited about where astrology is and is not in 2021, um, and just trying to keep myself without being able to move freely around the cabin, metaphorically speaking, to keep finding happiness and joy and uh, dialogues like this, uh, whether I'm part of them or just listening to them, to say, yes, we can do better. Yes, uh, we can do no harm, which incidentally, if I've got understand the history right, do no harm is part of astrologer's history right? The Hippocratic Oath is where that comes from. But at that point, or not, but it's astro what we would now call in 2021 astrology, astronomy, and quote-unquote Western medicine. Those are all fused together. They're not really separable at that point. But the Hippocratic Oath, uh, if I've got it right, is arguably part of our history that we're really disconnected from. You're making me cry. <laughs> This is really important, right, for, and it's part of why I don't do much consulting astrology work. I'm not, uh, my background is not in counseling. You know, I, I, I think I'm good at giving advice uh, in some ways, but we've got to go back and grab uh, all of it, the good and the bad, the great and the shitty. And then to your point, say, well, this is shit, flush this, we're done with this, or, you know, put it out in the field and let's grow new things. But if it's shitty, we do not need to try to pretend it's candy, <laughs> folks. No, just no, 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 no. And I, I'm definitely saying that as hopefully people hearing as astrologers, but also as uh, people, at least in the USA, please stop passing off what is just crap as anything other than crap. Yes. <laughs> Words to live by. And uh, attention to be paid. I mean, always do the smell test. If something smells fishy, it probably is fucking fishy. You know, if something makes you feel some kind of way, that is a, a feeling of jealousy, a feeling of resentment, a feeling of inferiority, a feeling of toxicity, a feeling of trauma, don't just accept it because you heard it. You know, it's challenge it because something that makes you feel that way might not have the best intentions and quite frankly probably does not have the best intentions to begin with. So we have to be very critical participants in astrology and critical participants in the world in the macro as a species, you know, as the way we interact to listen more, to be present more, to not just output, but input and really make sure that we are in flow with with what is required to to step up and to take our species to the next level, which means to to be a better species. You know, I do know. Um, gosh, no, nothing really to add to that. I'm, I'm really grateful for your work. And yes, another book uh, in due time here. I'm grateful to. Uh, know you and to chat with you. I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you so much for your time today. I, I was just about to ask you, we're so in sync and I really love it. I really love talking to you. Where can we find you, our listeners, so we can continue to follow your work and also follow the way that you are bringing work together? Well, I'm working, uh, working on that uh, to your point about glue at the, the top of the show. Uh, people can check out, I'm working on uh, more recent history 
uh, in the U.S. of Black Astrologers, uh, Black Astrologers yesterday, a film short. Um, they can go to blackastrotoday.com and that is growing and expanding. People can find me uh, even quicker and somewhat in real time on Twitter at vegan D, B-E-G-A-N-D. I didn't do this earlier and I will we'll do it here. Shout out to Astro Twitter for all that it is and that it isn't. It has been um, really important to me before the pandemic and in the pandemic. It feels like walking into a very, very lively, huge living room slash big air quotes here, students commons, a sales hill that we'll both- Ah, yes, because we both went to the same college. It's amazing. <laughs> People could think of it sort of kind of as a grand central station of, of our college campus, our alma mater. And just uh, everybody at some point would come through there, at least in my day. Um, and so I could be like, I'm looking for this person. I want to talk about this. Or I want to find this. Or I need to relay a message to you from this person that I was in class with earlier. Yeah, very grand central station. And just, you know, all the trains, quote unquote, all uh, are the people really uh, come through here. Gosh, a lot of memories, a lot of visuals there. Yeah, you're really bringing me back. I'm thinking about mailboxes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a small college for people listening. So there's there's a way that um, a good bit of what I think we've said today represents some of that community and certainly Midwestern flavors and 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 Dan. I want to ask people a favor. Uh, beyond, uh, if you want to check out what I'm working on, please join me. If you don't, <laughs> you won't. Please be kinder to yourselves and certainly others, but please be kinder to yourself. I think that's going to be really important because there's major opportunity to teams for us to really change things up in the world. But change is to be honest, scary, right? Those three outer planets can, all the planets in astrology can speak to that. And I think there's a way we really do need to acknowledge change. I don't think it's hard or easy. It's very uncomfortable and it's often out of our control. You're the best. Thank you so much for your time. It's such a pleasure. Really adore you. And everyone, please go check out Demetrius's work. Obviously, is a genius. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.